What's up, everybody? Fritz here. Just like to thank you for checking out this Coin Gamma episode. Coin Gamma, we're looking to increase our offerings. We want to help elevate the knowledge of blockchain and crypto in our community for our people. And so, for to do so, we want to make sure that we package it in the right way and have the right set of offerings. Therefore, it would be great to hear from you. You can go to coingamma.com slash survey. Got a real quick survey, about 90 seconds. Um, but it will go a long way to make sure that we offer exactly what our folks need, our people need. Again, that's coingamma.com slash survey. It will mean a whole, whole lot. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to the Coin Gamer podcast, where we like to break down uh, crypto, blockchain, uh, fintech, and technology. Uh, obviously, where cryptocurrency and blockchain started is Bitcoin. And for this episode, uh, I am honored to have a, a guest host, um, the Bitcoin Bob Shell, um, legally known as Shauna Walton. Um, you can find her at Bitcoin Bob Shell. Uh, on IG as well as Twitter, um, and she is a crypto expert, Bitcoin enthusiast, obviously, and is really um, focused on spreading the word around Bitcoin and helping people uh, learn more about it and, and kind of add it to their portfolio, not only a portfolio financially, but portfolio of knowledge. Um, so we're really honored to have you on the podcast, Shana. Um, I know, I know I didn't give you an introduction justice. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and eventually, and also how'd you, how'd you, uh, get into Bitcoin and the general crypto space? Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I've been in the, first of all, let me thank you for, uh, pronouncing my name correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So everybody always says Shanna, Shana, something like that. They always mix it up. So yes, Shana. And um, just to clarify, I'm not an expert. I do not consider myself to be an expert. I know it takes, I would say, about, what is it, 10,000 hours or right. 10 years for someone to become, a, I'm not an expert yet. So I'm still in the learning process. But while I'm learning, um, I figured that it would be helpful for me to help other people learn and possibly, you know, get invested, get involved. Um, I've been in the space since 2017. And um, I was put on by the guy that I'm seeing. um, And I think that's been the story and the narrative for a lot of the women that are involved in crypto that, um, you know, I've read about. So um, for me, taking on the initiative of like teaching other women was a way for me to kind of like change the narrative and for us to take um, ownership and and try to get involved in in what's like considered a male dominated uh, industry, which is finance. And that's something that, um, you know, women, we are very uh, risk averse for the most part. And, um, you know, very conservative. We like tangibles. We want like shoes and nails and things like that. And we're not thinking. And also, we don't we're not big gamblers. And crypto and and stocks and things of that nature are definitely considered like legal gambling, so to speak. So, you know, just to, to show women that like it's not that difficult. It shouldn't be intimidating. And how much more shoes and nails could you get if you made, you know, a couple thousand extra bucks every month? So 
yeah, just trying to um, give people alternate ways of like uh, making money and, you know, because working for a job is never going to make you rich. If you want to be rich, you got to find other, you know, streams of revenue and income. So um, that's what it's absolutely. all about. Now, that's super cool because I think um, I was going to ask you, why do you think uh, women are less likely to indulge in something like this? And you broke it down. Women are, are a little bit more risk averse. Uh, and, you know, this is obviously a super risky thing. You obviously got into the space in 2017. So you saw the whole market crash. Yes. And then mm-hmm. you know, now now it's it looks like it's recovering. Um, we'll see. We'll see if it's for the long term. Um, I think it is. But obviously, we're not. We, we can't, we, we put it, we probably would have told you in 2017 that it was going to keep going up. So definitely exactly. do your own research exactly. and make sure that you, if you do invest, uh, it's, make sure it's not your rent money. <laughs> so exactly. Exactly. Oh right. So, so I guess, um, I, I like that. I like that. How you kind of saw a gap and you saw a lot of people like you, um, probably didn't have the opportunity to get exposed to it and learning a, a, a woman learning from a woman is more likely to um, lead to, you know, more belief and faith in whatever um, the person's learning about than otherwise. Um, so yeah, that's, that's super cool. So I guess you got into Bitcoin from a, from a financial standpoint. Did mm-hmm. you, did the use cases uh, also um, attract you? Did you really look at it from a perspective of like people using it to purchase things and things of that sort? Or, or, or was that never on the table for you? Um, I think I thought about it. I considered it, but I, for my lifestyle, it just doesn't work. Like maybe if I was doing a lot of like international trade and like, um, if I lived in a different country where maybe their uh, currency wasn't as valuable, I would do more transactions with Bitcoin just because it's consistent in its value. Um, you know, whether you're transferring it, if it's a half a Bitcoin in New York, it's a half a Bitcoin in Singapore, things like that. But, um, here, uh, in the United States, it, it, it's a little too volatile for me to use as a mode of payment. And I think that's something that a lot of people that kind of makes people nervous about it is because, you know, um, just even mentally, like if you go somewhere and let's say you spend a thousand Satoshis for like a slice of pizza and then the next day they tell you it's $2,000, 2,000 Satoshis, you still, even if it's the same value because the, the Bitcoin, you know, um, the value has changed it's the same price, but mentally you can't get past the fact of like, oh, I only paid this much for it now. How come it's, you know, it's still too volatile, I think, for uh, people to be really comfortable using it uh, transactionally. Absolutely. And um, it's funny you you brought up the pizza example because for people that are in the space um, and for new folks that don't know, like there's this story around a, a gentleman that used a few Bitcoin to right. purchase pizza, um, <laughs> it might have been it might have been 2012. I, I, I'll I'll link mm-hmm. to the article. I forgot the exact year, but yeah. anyway, what happened was because Bitcoin rose, um, the bitcoins that he ended up using uh, are now um, last time I checked was worth like 86 million dollars um, because Bitcoin, you know, when he did it, Bitcoin wasn't worth that much, and right. when he does, and, and when you do the math, so nobody wants that. So I think, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that uh, are really hurting Bitcoin adoption, um, the lack of, you know, the lack of stability, and so now it kind of converted into more of a investment vehicle, uh, more like a digital gold versus right. a digital currency, um, and so, do you think? 
Do you think there are other cryptos that have that better have a better use case, or is it one of those things where like forget about crypto being used to buy something, just focus on its appreciation, just focus on other things that'll be built on it, like the other blockchains? Like what? I guess when you, I guess you you spill for when you educate folks around Bitcoin and crypto in general. Like what do you? Where does the value come from that you tell them? So I promote it more as like um, an asset, like something to buy and hold. Um, just because even if you're just getting into the space, like you may not even be able to wrap your head around like how it all works as an actual like way of, uh, you know, buying things. So I'm like, okay, if you have some, it's better than not having some. So just get some and then you have it, even if you don't, um, you know, do anything. And then like you check it in a month and if you had this much now and you have more and it, you know, it's worth more money, then it, you know, it's the same sort of thing as like a stock. Um, I don't really, um, you know, I, I tell people, you know, of course it can be used and, you know, but I don't use it that way. So I don't really promote it to be used as like a, a vehicle. As far as other, other um, digital currencies, I'm sure that's the way that we're moving because there's just, um, this is going to be the next thing. We have paper money, we have cards, and now everything is digital already. So it's only a matter of time before they come up with some sort of digital currency. Um, you know, there's a lot of different um, companies that are getting, you know, Microsoft wants one, Facebook, you know, they attempted and that was like, you know, not, not going to happen because they right. have too much power anyway. But um, yeah, I do think that that is the next step. However, I'm not sure what what actually is out there now that could be it would have to be something that's more you know stable and and right. doesn't fluctuate as much um, yeah i mean I there's a lot of these in, there's a lot of these stable coins that are out now um right. so perhaps one of them will take off um, right a lot of, what, yeah. i'm sorry to cut you there's like we need better promotion like i feel like that's that's the thing you need a, a very good spokesperson or like you know, for some sort of publicity, maybe a Super Bowl commercial or something like that, where they show you how it works and how simple it is and why you should deal with it in the first place in order for it to like really take on with the masses. And, um, you know, I, I hope it's Bitcoin because of course, for the people that have already been in the space will definitely benefit from it. But I'm not sure, you know, um, what, what actually is going to be, it have to be something that's definitely more no absolutely now i think you, you hit it hit it around the head I, so are you there's a in the crypto space there's a lot of like different stances that people have a lot of different battles uh, most of which i think are distra distractions unfortunately but like mm -hmm. one one battle that usually happens is like around like the bitcoin maximalists versus like right. the people that are into ethereum or people that are just into crypto in generally and so it sounds right. like you, you keep an eye on some of these other things too, but like, are you, do you consider yourself uh, a Bitcoin maximus? Like, you know, is basically the only thing that you have exposure to uh, from a monetary standpoint, what you think people should focus on, or have you been digging into some of the other ones? Obviously, you know, I, I understand, you know, stable coins and what's going on there, but have you, do you really think that those are, are things that are worth somebody new to the space looking at as well? Well, definitely. Um, I think I, I focus on Bitcoin because Bitcoin is like the father of, of all of the cryptocurrencies. And, right. um, you know, it's a good 
basis to like start off with. There's the most information on it. You know, most people have heard of it before. Um, but when I first invested, you know, like mostly everybody else, I started with Coinbase. So because I had a Coinbase account, I, I bought everything that was on Coinbase. I bought right. Ethereum, I bought some Litecoin, I bought Litecoin, which was $13 at the time, which is, was insane. But yeah, so I bought, you know, some of everything. Um, and I was doing a lot of um, trading. But now since like the crash, I've been just, you know, holding on to what I have. And um, I've kind of like fallen back from the other cryptocurrencies and try to just put kind of my eggs in one basket, so to speak. Um, I do think, you know, there's just so many and then there was, you know, so many that like died and it was, you know, when the rush happened, it was just like every, every company wanted to be involved and, and they were raising all this money and all of these IPOs. So, you know, um, I would say to, you know, be very mindful of what you dive into because everybody is trying to create a cryptocurrency and it's somewhat of a money grab. So, right. um, you know, um, people are always asking me, oh, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? But for the most part, um, you know, I'm really just, uh, I guess a Bitcoin maximalist is what you, what you would call me because that's where most of my focus and uh, attention is on. Um, I do Excellent. think, you know, it's viable in, you know, in other forms, but, um, for me, I mean, if I'm a big Bitcoin bombshell, I got to be all about Bitcoin, right? Of course. That's right. That's right. I love that <laughs> name. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm super impressive that you locked it down on the socials and on the URL before anybody else grabbed it. That, well, that, let me that. tell you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I am glad too. And that's what really um, inspired me because once I got in, invested and I like looked around and I started to go to these events, there were never any black women there ever. Right. No black woman at all. Maybe a two or three like women period. And then right. just mostly men. So I said, you know what? Um, there's room. There has to be a voice. It has to be somebody that looks like me or other people. And then thankfully I've like been able to connect with so many other women that are in the space and so many other, you know, black women. And it's just, it's just been great because um, there weren't very many of us. And now there's like, you know, the crypto Twitter people and there's so many people in there. And it's just really exciting because um, like when I started, which was just three years ago, there wasn't anybody. So. Right, right. No, no, that's a good point. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever been to an event. I mean, I've been to an event that you were at where I met mm -hmm. you and you were there, um, obviously represented. But I think that event might have been focused on either Africa or black folks. In yeah, anyway. it was the Africa. It was the African tech. Yeah, African yeah so tech I haven't been to like a mainstream tech event. I mean, a blockchain event that had uh, a black woman. I barely see black men. I'm usually, it's probably, I may see like two other people in a group of like a couple hundred. Um, so no, I, I agree with you. I think it's definitely necessary. I think high level, you know, our people, we're always late to things, right. unfortunately. Late to and the so, party, always. You know, I think it's very, very important to us to stay, to, to learn about this and kind of get exposure to it. And I think there were, you know, obviously there was like in 2017, I do think there was a, a significant amount of black folks that were interested in the space, um, kind of like, cause it was going up mm -hmm. so fast, but then once it right. crashed, people were just like, you know, I, I got people they're like, see, that's why I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, Yo, you still, you, you still rocking with that crazy crypto thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, leave that, leave that to the scammers and, and like, ain't nothing going on with that. And like, it's like now, like you hinted on earlier, like Facebook's coming up there on crypto, whether it's successful or not, that doesn't matter. The fact that it is, it's a huge company that's successful. They could focus on a lot of things. 
But the fact is that you want to add to their portfolio of initiatives, crypto, you got Goldman Sachs, you got right. all these big companies that are looking at it. Um, you got these international, these uh, foreign countries that are looking at it as well. So even if you, you know, even if it's not like the same thing that it was in 2017, we can make a lot of money from it, but there's a lot of other, having the knowledge about it could help you in your career. It could help you, you know, be maybe, you know, develop a side hustle around it or just, just be knowledgeable about the trends that are happening in the world because. Yeah, that's whether, the way it's moving. Yeah. It's, way, the way it's the way it's, it's moving. It's the way it's going, 100%. So I guess what, I mean, that's my reason for why I think, you know, more folks like us need to get involved, especially black women. I guess what, what are there any other things that I'm missing as far as what, like, what do you tell folks that, what do you tell people that are just like you, black women, like why they need to take a, take a look at this and focus, even if the prices went down last year or the year before, what have you? Well, you know, it's just like you like you spoke on just being late to the party all the time. You know, um, we don't find out about stuff until, you know, it's already taken off. And we're very much consumers. We're not investors. We're not the ones that are like at the top of the food chain. We're the ones that, you know, scrounging for what's left and like just putting, you know, all of our, um, you know, money into like buying material things. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I can show you how to get more money to buy more material things. Like you have to think outside of the box. And, um, you know, like I said, if you don't want to invest, don't invest. But you should at least know what it is. If I bring it up to you, don't say, oh, what's that? Ponzi scheme or pyramids. Like you sound dumb. (laughs) Not even like, you know, you just sound like you don't know what you're talking about. Because if you did, you would never say that. And, um, you know, I think, and, and as far as mass adoption is concerned, it, we need a simple way to explain it to people. A simple, um, you know, one, two, like, this is what it is. This is how you get involved. And so I wrote um, a guide, Demystifying Digital Currency. And it's just like, um, you, you read it. And if you want to open an account, you know how to open an account after that. You, there's some, you know, uh, frequently asked questions, some history about Bitcoin, uh, some links to like different you know, sites and things like that. And, you know, it's just, it's just like a step by step, like, this is how you do it, if you're interested in it. And it's like, people waste money on so much, like, why not give yourself a chance to learn something, and then possibly, you know, increase your income, you know, Um, I agree. So if if people wanted to get access to that guide, where can they find it? um, On my website, uh, www.bitcoinbombshell.com. I also have um, my diversity line on there as well, because like I said, once I got into the space, I never saw anyone else there that looked like me. So I wanted to, you know, represent for, for, you know, for myself and, and other people that were like me. And I think, you know, before it became like the buzzword where everybody is like, oh yeah, diversity and inclusion, like this is what diversity looks like. This is it, me with my afro and like my brown skin. And you know, that's it. Like I live in um, Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. I wear the diversity t-shirt and like, I'm diverse in my own neighborhood. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's just- Oh, that, that's crazy. I went, to Brook- I went to Brooklyn Tech. And so I know for sure like the, mm-hmm. that neighborhood has changed oh, quite yeah. a bit. It is not, oh, yeah, yeah, it's there in all of new york is changing rapidly um so yeah, yeah. The, i mean brooklyn and it's more expensive than manhattan now you know after covid everybody kind of flew 
and left for their country homes in the city and the city is like quiet and everybody is here the apartments here are like more than like living in chelsea now it's, it's the same brooklyn has definitely gone through like huge 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 uh, gentrification so yeah, um, you, you know it was interesting uh as a quick pivot like what are your so you mentioned COVID, and so we're mm -hmm. we're recording this in late august uh for folks that are listening um so I believe that Bitcoin was almost made for a time like this. Like right now we got a pandemic. We got, right. you know, we got folks that are, uh, you know, out of work. We got war, like we got, you know, mm -hmm. election. We got race wars. We got all type of craziness. We got fires in California, like you name it. Um, and so I kind of feel like Bitcoin was made for this kind of just to be the safe haven when everything was going, was going crazy. But right. I think that while Bitcoin has recovered a bit, it hasn't really taken off the way that I would expect given this, this environment. Um, what, what are your thoughts there? Well, it hasn't gotten as crazy as it can get yet. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I don't know. Do I want it to, to get better? But um, no, I definitely think, you know, just as a, the fact that it's like something that you don't have to actually have in your possession, you know, it's not cash. There's so many things, so many places that are moving away from cash, period. Um, you know, now you don't want to touch anything. So you don't want to have like this contact with people. Um, so yeah, I definitely see where um, Bitcoin could, you know, be helpful in that situation. But again, when people panic, they go for what they are familiar with. So you're just going to try to like, you know, forge your money or, you know, save everything. You know, I was speaking with um, one of my coworkers at Negril and I was telling her, listen, if you got money to invest, now is the time. And she's like, I'm not touching nothing. I'm not buying nothing. And I'm just like, damn, you're going to miss out on this opportunity because you're so scared about like what's coming next. And I understand. But at the same time, if it's all going to implode anyway, like, what are you holding on to it for? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm telling you that this opportunity is here. You know, I try to, um, you know, I always try to impart knowledge. I got my family on the group chat. I'm like, okay, you know, the Apple stock split is coming. That's like, this is a good opportunity. Da, da, da. And it's just like, you know, you can't, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So it's like, you know, um, I talk about a lot of stuff. And like, even if you follow me on Instagram, but sometimes I'm, I'm just like tired. Like y'all, I, I can't keep like screaming to like an empty stadium. So, um, you know, people gravitate towards their, what they're familiar with. So I think like if you weren't already in Bitcoin, then in this particular time when like there's so much uncertainty, people are less apt to like try and embrace new things. They're just gonna, you know, try to forward what they are already like familiar with. Yeah, yeah, that that's normal. Um, yeah. Especially in this time where like jobs are at risk, um, mm -hmm. people are not sure what's next. Um, yep. It definitely, it, it you know, admittedly, I think it's a luxury to be able to put some money into something that's un, that's not trustworthy. But if you are in that position, um, I think you should allocate some to it, or at least research it and do, and then have an informed reason why you don't want it. I do right. think obviously we're not, you know, we're we're obviously into it. Um, you know, we're into it, but we're not advocating anybody invest money that they can't lose because um, there's definitely not, a lot yeah. of risk to it. In addition to that, like in, in addition to market risk, there's like a lot of um, 
just like user risk, like getting hacked and all that kind of stuff. Like Hello. you, I can you, tell you all about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you, you, uh, are you comfortable telling us a little bit about yeah, like yeah, what happened? I wrote a whole article about it on Medium. <laughs> if you go to my website, there's a link. There's actually a link on my Instagram page also. Um, it is. Um, it was enlightening for me, and it was. A, it wasn't a huge amount of money that I lost, but what I learned from it, I feel like, was worth it because um, I have more now, and so now I know how to keep it secure, so this doesn't happen again. Um, what happened was I was a victim of a SIM card port attack, which is when someone uh, gets a new SIM card and they port over your number. So I was at work and um, I lost the, um, it said no service at the top of my phone instead of saying like my carrier. And mm -hmm. I thought it was just like, oh, I'm in a dead space or whatever. And I didn't really think too much about it. But then I was like, hmm, this is weird. Um, so then I like, I was able to WhatsApp because I still have Wi-Fi service. So I was able right. to WhatsApp. What's that? My boyfriend, I asked him, you know, send me the number for my, you know, cell phone carrier. And I called them. The first person, they tried to tell me like I was bugging out and like it's just like a glitch, basically don't trip. So now time is passing and I'm still at work. So by the time I got down to the store, because I realized like this is odd. And then um, what happened was I tried to check my email account and I was locked out of my email account. Oh my goodness. So. Yeah, so then, and it was crazy. And the reason why I really was keyed in and knew what was going on was because I just read the article about the, uh, the other man who lost like $11,000 worth of Bitcoins with some cord port attack. So I was like, holy crap, is this what's happening to me now? So um, yeah, unfortunately that was the case. But what I learned from that and like, you know, I'm on a, you know, in, in the public, so to speak. And so maybe if I never was sharing any information, I was never Bitcoin bombshell. Most people would never think that I was invested in cryptocurrency and I wouldn't right. even be on anybody's radar. So it kind of like gave me like a bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, I'm out here trying to help people. And this is why I became a victim because like I put myself yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 you're prominent. Yep. Right. So um, long story short, um, the main thing that I did like, and also, you know, I wasn't taking all of the proper precautions. Um, but the main thing that I needed to change and what most people should change is that the email accounts that are on your phone don't have them you know, like those shouldn't be the, the ones that you use for your, your account. So, right. um, your banking account. So you should just have like another email that you only check from a laptop or a desktop computer and not from your phone because if somebody gets access to your phone then they have access to all of your information. So, mm, you know, even if somebody, advice. yeah, even if somebody tried to do that to me now, they wouldn't be able to because the email that you're going to do the, you know, the, um, the verification and everything they won't have access to. They won't know what it is, where, where it's at, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a big thing. And it was just, a, it's just a small step. It's just one extra step of like creating a separate email account for your banking and, um, keeping that separate and not be logged in on your phone all the time. And then also just don't leave anything on the exchange, which is something that I speak about in the guide. And right. but I was, I had some open orders that I was waiting to be full. So it's not right. like I was just being like haphazard, but, um, you know, they were able to gain access to my Coinbase account. Of course, Coinbase, you know, they have no accountability, but my real beef is with my cell phone carrier because um, the person 
or persons who were affiliated, they acted as if they were me in a different yeah. state, in a different state. And there's like a passcode that they're supposed to have to give and they didn't have it. So right. that means that either the employee was in cahoots with the person or they just not following proper protocol. And that is why they were able to get away with it. So, you know, the responsibility is really on the cell phone carrier. And I know they've been um, in litigation for a couple of um, different high profile cases. I didn't take it there. Um, not to say that I won't, I just haven't yet because I've been, you know, prioritizing different things. But um, yeah, people have to really be, you know, aware of what they're doing. And, um, you know, just, just, you can't be so lax with it. Um, and like I said, me stepping out and trying to help people ended up coming back to bite me on my behind, but it was a lesson learned, albeit a Am I expensive? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I actually have, um, I've heard, I've read about that from people, but also I know people personally in the space that got it. I've, I've mm-hmm. heard, I've, I know people that got hit for like six digits. Um, right, which is, right, right, right. Which is painful. And then there's nothing, nothing you can do. It's just like, oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, so that's the, that's the one, that's the big thing. So like mm-hmm. crypto is built on being your own bank. And when mm-hmm. being your own bank comes with a lot of responsibility and risks right. um, that you don't have with Bank of America or even Cash App. Like there are people right. that are coming to scream at or reach out to. In this case, mm-hmm. you don't have that. Um, yeah. And it's very difficult. So, you know, as you as you learn more about it, we, we're definitely proponents around people learning about crypto and eventually investing it. On a, on a financial side, make sure you don't put more money than you could lose. And on the operational side, make sure that you educate yourself on, you know, managing your passwords, using two two uh, two FA, um, using you know, I think uh, Shauna's recommendation around email is really great. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, educate yourself uh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, some people are just like, oh yeah, just buy a dollar of it and you know, watch. But like, that's not you're not gonna be invested in it if you're not invested in it so like a dollar is not going to mean anything to you so if you're not willing to like maybe look into getting a hardware wallet which can run you like 79 to 100 bucks and then like learning then maybe don't maybe don't do it maybe it's not worth it to you you know people um another thing that's a big issue and what i found i have so many dms from women that are like oh this guy said he can get Bitcoin for me and I just got to send him X, Y, Z. I was like, do not send any money. Nobody is buying you Bitcoin for you. Like you'll never see it. If you give them money, that's it. If you want to have Bitcoin, then you go through the steps and open the account yourself. It's that simple. And if you don't, then don't get involved. So, you know, either be willing to make somewhat of a like investment in teaching yourself and learning a little bit about the technology, so on and so forth. Or just don't bother with it because if you think that somebody is going to take the money that you give them, buy you something with, like, what's in it for them? Like, since when do people just offer to give you something that's going to make you money? Like, you have to be, you know, be smart about things. And it's unfortunate that, like, people are taking advantage. And so I had a whole conversation with this woman and I told her, don't do it. And that's not how you do things, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she said, she said, oh, you sound honest. Can I give you the money? <laughs> you, you're crazy. You are nuts. Like, I just finished telling you don't do it. And now you're like, oh, I'll give it to you. Like, I don't want it either. 
I'm just trying to show you how to invest. So yeah. yeah. No, that's that's sound advice and very poignant. Um, and 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 thank again. I'm sorry you went through that, but I I commend you for taking that responsibility. That that uh, unfortunate circumstance, using it as a learning opportunity, and using it as an opportunity to teach other people to not you know suffer the same consequences. And then like obviously having the the fortitude to reinvest, and now you're winning even better and bigger than you right. were at that time. So. That says a lot about um, how you look at things, and, and that's that's awesome. Cool. Well, listen, I think we pr- I'm probably going to have to have you back on on the show to talk about some other stuff within the of space. Course. You I have a whole it. lot. You have a whole lot of knowledge. Um, where can people find you online if they want to learn more um, from you and more about you? Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, Bitcoin Bombshell. Um, also, Twitter, BTC Bombshell, and then my website www.bitcoinbombshell.com Awesome. Well, we're going to link to all of those in the show notes. Uh, well, thank you, Shauna, uh, better known as Bitcoin Bombshell. We appreciate your time and you know, we look forward to having you on again in the future. What's up, everybody? Fritz here. Just like to thank you for checking out this Coin Gamma episode. Coin Gamma, we're looking to increase our offerings. We want to help elevate the knowledge of blockchain and crypto in our community for our people and so for to do so we want to make sure that we package it in the right way and have the right set of offerings therefore it would be great to hear from you you can go to coingamma.com survey got a real quick survey about 90 seconds um, but it will go a long way to make sure that we offer exactly what our folks need our people need again that's coingame.com survey it will mean a whole whole lot thank you